You're listening to the Mountainside Kairos Podcast. Welcome to the Mountainside Daily Podcast. Our thought for the day comes from Luke chapter 23. I'm going to read beginning in verse 32. Two other criminals were also led away to be executed with Jesus. When they arrived at the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, one on his left. Then Jesus cried out, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. The people stood watching, and even the leaders kept scoffing. He saved others. Let him save himself. If this is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, and they came offering him sour wine and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. An inscription was placed above him that read, This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals hanging there began to yell insults at him. If you're the Messiah, save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuking him, Don't you even fear God since you are undergoing the same punishment? We are punished justly because we're getting back what we deserve for the things that we've done. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Then Jesus said to him, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the word of the Lord. This Bible passage brings to my mind vivid images. Three crosses silhouetted against the Jerusalem sky. Jesus' arms splayed wide, spiked to the crossbeam. A a beam like the giant scale where all humanity has been weighed and found wanting. The beams of the cross are like the intersection where God's wrath and mercy meet and Jesus hangs bleeding at the junction. His worst nightmare consuming him alive. Hell itself. Not symbolic hell or metaphorical hell, but the actual horror of separation from God, of condemnation, of darkness and death is swallowing him whole as he hangs there immobile. On either side of Jesus are two thieves teetering between life and death, heaven and hell, their life's path, their choices and deeds end here. It is a searing, disturbing picture. On Good Friday, we often sing an an old hymn which asks the question, Were you there when they crucified my Lord? For 25 years now, I have nodded the theological answer. Yes, I was there. My sins were being paid for there. I have been crucified with Christ. So yes, theologically, I was there. But as I read Luke 23 today, I saw myself there in a different way, embodied in the criminal beside Jesus. See, I'm not just theologically there. I'm there in person. My guilt, my deeds hang in the bleeding flesh of the thief, for I too have stolen much. I don't mean I pocketed stuff in the aisle at the grocery store when no one is looking. I don't do that. No, my thieving is more insidious. When I have gossiped, I've taken from another's reputation. In the process, I've robbed from my own. When I have been thoughtless or harsh in my words, I have stolen from another's self-worth, a debt I might not be able to repay, a debt that might stay in the ledger of that person's mind for the rest of their lives. When my anger against my children has a volcanic eruption, I have taken something away from their peace. 
when I have entertained impure thoughts, I've stolen from another's dignity. I've reduced them from a sacred image of God's love to an object of my own lust and desires. I, too, am a thief. I, too, deserve to be hoisted up on the cross of justice. I, too, am powerless to repay what I've stolen, to right what I've wronged, to wipe clean my offense from justice's memory. I, too, am there when they crucified the Lord. And I also have only one hope. Jesus, remember me when you enter your kingdom. My only hope is that Jesus' memory will be truer than justice's. Now, I have spent years clinging to that hope like a lifeline, confident the line will hold fast. Because of the events surrounding this horrible scene, show me Jesus' motivation. They show me the essence of his heart. Think about it for a second. The scenes at the cross are loaded with flashes of tenderness, mercy, and compassion from Jesus, even in the midst of the horror he is suffering. Father, forgive them. They act in ignorance. John, look after my mom. I assure you that today you will be with me in paradise. Each thing Jesus utters on the cross pulls back the veil to his heart, and it shows us, to quote Dane Ortland, quote, that the posture most natural to Jesus is not a pointing, accusing finger, but arms open, end quote. To put it another way, the cross affixed Jesus to the posture his heart forever holds for you, arms open wide. And this is the reason when Jesus comes to the sheer cliff of the cross, he doesn't hesitate or back away from the edge. He steps off. Friends, when we drink down the kindness of Jesus for us, shown even at the cross, we are nourished with confidence towards our tomorrow and towards our today. Confidence that our future is secure, that heaven, healing, and relief are coming. For on your last day, your last hour, you too will hear Jesus say, today you'll be with me in paradise. So the cross gives us confidence for our tomorrow, but also confidence for today, for right now. You see, Jesus' commitment to step off the cliff of the cross for you tells me there is no exit plan. There is no escape clause for Jesus. He has not signed a prenup with you. He will be with you till the end. For you have been crucified with Christ, and you no longer live, but Christ lives in you you forever. So on this day, may you find confidence in what awaits you tomorrow, and may you find grace now to confess your thieving ways, to leave them at the cross with Jesus, and entrust your body, soul, and spirit into your Father's hands. God bless.